the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force, the force is with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 102, recorded June 17th, 2021. Wow, 102-2021. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half is... Got all his notes and all his stuff. He's really cool. His name is Michael Diaz. He tried to do something cool, and you dumbass. I didn't. I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But at least I'm caught up on Jupiter's Legacy, Joe. You are. Yeah, you are one of the three people, I guess, on Netflix <laughs> that have got caught up on Jupiter's oh, Legacy. Harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> that's too bad, isn't it? Uh, well, you actually like the series. Well, I like the first few. I mean, it sounds like it goes to hell, but I'll, I'll, I mean, I definitely like some of the characters. So, I mean, I got to finish it. it. I I didn't finish it. That's the problem. Seriously. I want to lend you the original first volume. Have you read that? You know what? Watch the show first. Okay. Then I'll, I'll lend you the very first, the, what was originally volume one, which is now they've republished them all. And now it's volume three. They shouldn't have done that. But I'll give you volume one. You read that, and you tell me that's not infinitely better. Okay. Than what we saw. I'm sure it is. Most written things are better than the production of things anyway. So. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but like, okay, let's say like Ready Player One, okay? Right. The book well, is phenomenal, in my opinion. Now, I get that there's some arguments that it's misogynistic and blah, 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 whatever. I mean, not, not whatever. I mean, okay. are... yeah, in the world. That's Michael Diaz. That's Twitter. No, 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 no. Michael, well, see, I, Michael I'm Diaz's not... thoughts and views do not reflect the business of KyberCast. <laughs> not whatever in that. I mean, yes, those are valid <laughs> criticisms. But my point is not about that. My point is that the movie, it's good. It's a really good movie, but it's not the book. And I'm, I'm used to the movie not being as good as the book, but... For Jupiter's Legacy, the chasm is Grand Canyon-like. Gotcha. Is my point. Gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. We haven't even gotten to the news and we're already off on a tangent. I know. Well, let's jump into this because we had a lot to talk about and I don't want to go too far. You start. I, I've only got a couple. Th- you have one thing in here, really, but I was going to put the one of them that you have. So you go ahead. You, you, you've you led the news this time. Well, just, was it yesterday? Two days ago? Uh, Amazon released the final trailer to the tomorrow war the chris yeah. pratt vehicle yep where uh aliens have invaded 30 years in the future and, a lot of uh, time stuff lately man just a lot of time stuff eh, time travel is easy no in film yeah it's complicated i mean it's, and it's complicated in storytelling right it can be um did you watch the trailer no i i, I want to watch the movie like I, I'm done. You know, I, I'm trying to not watch a lot of that stuff. Like, just let it happen. That's fine. That's fine. Like, That's... I, I didn't watch any of the new, uh, um, Black Widow stuff either. Like, I'm just done. I want to watch the movie. I'm not. I don't want to look anymore. Yeah, it does seem like Marvel is kicking out new Black Widow stuff like every three, four days. And there might be little, little scenes with maybe another second that we haven't seen before. But I think I'm in the same camp as you. I've seen all the trailers at this point. Yeah. I just want to see the movie. Yeah, and I'm. You know what? We'll go do that. That's right. Uh, as far as the final Tomorrow War trailer, I mean, it's it doesn't look overly smart. It's got um, oh, I can't remember her name. I can't really even say it anyway. That woman from uh, that woman, Yvonne Stravinsky, or something like that. She was on that geek favorite show, um, Chuck. Chuck and Chuck, the tennis shoe guy, the that uh, plays Zachary Levi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in the movie, Chris Pratt, and uh, I really should have pulled up the actor's name, but did you watch Veep at all while it was on? I, I didn't, and it's funny, because a friend of mine's actually in the show, and I should watch that show, because I was having a time. 
there's a character an acquaintance. In, I should say acquaintance. I am not. That's not like I can just call him up. But there's a character on the show who is an aide who is hilarious. Um, a young black man. I think he starts off in Idaho and somehow becomes. Uh, I think is that Sam? At some point. Is it, oh, is that Sam Richardson? No, he's talking oh, about I, Veep. Yeah, on Veep. Yeah. I mentioned him because he's in this movie as well. He Oh, yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam's in the movie. Sam Richardson. Is that your friend? Yeah. Acquaintance, I should say. You know him? I know him, yeah. My son Sam was actually in a film with him. He is freaking hilarious. Well, he's great. He's very funny. Him and... He's got such a did dead you, did you, humor. Did you ever watch The Detroiters? I did not. So he had a show on Comedy Central with Tim Robbins who's also another friend of ours. Actually, everybody in that is from Detroit. There's a lot of our friends in that show. My friend, Michelle and I's friends from Detroit are in that TV show. And uh, But Tim used to be on Saturday Night Live for a season two, and then he wrote for Saturday Night Live. Then they did this show together. Yeah. Tim Robinson. So, well, I'm sorry, what was the other guy's name? Tim Robinson. Oh, Tim Robinson. That's, that's yeah. the, okay. The white guy in the Detroiters. No, I know, but who's the other guy? Sam you know? Richardson. Sam Richardson. Thank you. Yeah. See, I didn't remember the guy's name, and it must have been fate because you know exactly. You actually have met him, huh? Yeah. Dude, he was one of my absolute favorite things on Veep, and Richard Splett. That's who he played, Richard okay. Splett on Veep. And um, if you watch the trailer, he pops up a couple times and has that same deadpan humor. Uh, looks like he's been you know lifting some weights though, because you know he's an action movie. He's got to be a little <laughs> bit more cut. Right. But I the fact that he's in the movie is a selling point for me. That's how much I loved the Richard Splett character on VP. Then make sure you watch the Detroiters. Okay. It's so good. They're Where so good in it? it. Uh Comedy Central, I don't know if they stream it still, but it's it's on it's you know you can watch it on Comedy Central. Well, I've yeah. talked too much already, but yes, that guy is hilarious. Can't wait for the Tomorrow War to come out. Um did you want to cover the next thing in the news? Uh, what do we got here? Well, I put something back that I think got uh, destroyed, but sure. Um, so it's been announced that Disney Plus will release all new series on Wednesdays. So starting with Loki, I guess Loki had its largest audience ever for streaming as a, for, for a launch of a show. And it seems like they're going to start to... Uh, Put all their new shows on Wednesday when they when they put them in order for for now, um, which really it, it, it kind of threw Michael and I for a small loop because we didn't want to be a week almost a week and a half behind by the time you listen to uh, the podcast. So now we're we're changing our recording day, hopefully to Thursday at this time. But I know Michael has other stuff usually, so he's been nice enough to uh, do it today. I'm a pretty nice um, guy sometimes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we're going to try and still get the episode out the day we record. So uh, it's going to be a little tighter tighter window for me because I don't want to wait too long to record and get it out because usually we drop on Thursdays. And I don't really want to lose that because I think listeners are starting to pick up on that. But, uh, you know, the goal is to, to, to you know, be a little, uh, a little more timely. Um, I feel like that that's good for us. But it's also good for Disney Plus because – now they have a time for when they put their movies out on Fridays because that's when they usually come out in the theater and they don't want to – they can see the horizon uh, that people might go back to the theater on Fridays maybe when things open up with Marvel. They don't want right. to cannibalize themselves. So it's a smart move for Disney. And Wednesday's a great day for a TV series to come out. It's TV. It's awesome. I was going to ask what you thought. I mean outside of the fact that it, it changes up our podcasting schedule, like personally mm-hmm. it sounds like you're pretty much – you're into it. I get it. I mean, I get it because the the movie business needs a long the, the movie business needs a jump start, right? Like we're reopening right. in this in the state on the twenty second now, not July first. If you saw the news by the chance, I did not. No, I Jenny, know, I know. Jenny from Jenny from the block said that she's going to open up uh, June twenty second. Everything's open again. No Jenny mask. Is our governor? Huh? Yeah. I'm just mess. I would totally. It's J. Wee. Yeah. JW, who knows? Anyway, you know, I get it too. Um, it's funny one of our one of our listeners out there already was complaining, saying it was the old man in him that ah, oh, you know, he's used to it coming out Fridays and he wants it on Friday. And I get it in that Fridays, you know, during COVID, nobody was going anywhere, so Fridays, why not? 
like you said, people coming back to theaters and on top of that, people are going to be going out again on Fridays. They're not going right, to sit right. inside and wait. You know, I just realized a, a dumb thing I said. I said Jenny from the block thinking Jennifer Granholm and it's Gretchen Whitmer. What an idiot. For some reason, my head went to Jennifer Granholm for governor from a long time ago. Michigan governor. Gretchen Whitmer's our governor. Two governors ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My apologies <laughs> to the uh, Michigan listenership. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I mean, it's not like you were born and raised in Michigan. I know, right? I mean, I can remember Blanchard. You want to go down? You want to go down the the governor? Wow, I, I remember him, but I, I mean, it's, that surprises me because you're so much older than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I get the governor, What about Governor Milliken? You prick. Okay, you know <laughs> that one. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, the Wednesday, like you, like you said, it makes sense. Um, more people are in, and it's it makes sense to make appointment TV on a day of the week that's not Friday, right? And who knows, maybe, you know, like for a while, remember back when NBC owned Thursday night? Right. What was it, like Seinfeld, Friends, ER, all those shows were all on it. Yeah. They right. own Thursday. Yeah, you couldn't touch them. Nobody could touch them. Well, maybe Disney's going to own Wednesdays when it comes to streaming. Yeah, and it's smart because it gives people two days to watch and then go to the movies if they wanted to. Exactly. So, yeah, it messes up our podcast a little bit, but in the grand scheme of things... It's fine. Yeah, it's great. Plus, you know, you don't have to wait till Friday. I don't know. Either way, you exactly. got to wait seven days. It's a stupid comment. Say, yeah, <laughs> it's seven days no matter what. Right. Um, Glenn, the next piece of news is yours because apparently you have some calendar. Yeah, so I'm that much of a geek that I actually keep track of important dates. Like... Uh, Oh, like on June 1st was the anniversary of Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, right? So right. I just thought it'd be fun to just look at the calendar now and then and look what happened the last week. So June 12th was the 12-year anniversary of the release of Moon. Wow. Have you seen Moon? Nope. Oh, you should see it. You told me about it before, though. Yeah. Duncan Jones directed it, who is... Uh, who is... Uh, David Bowie's son mm-hmm. used a lot of practical effects, and really, there's really one real actor in it, and it's Sam Rockwell. Uh, that's what was a, it, yeah. There is a robot that's voiced by the now uh, chagrined, not chagrined, the now much maligned uh, Kevin Spacey. But really, it's it's Kevin. It's not Kevin Spacey. It's it's Sam Rockwell playing against himself, and it's absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite movies. Um, so yeah, that's the 12th anniversary of Moon. Um, Lion King, I don't know if that counts, if that's geeky enough, but the Lion King, the original Lion King came out on June 15th, 1994, 27 years ago. So two days ago was its 27th anniversary. Wow. And last but not least, not necessarily geek specific, but geek specific to me tomorrow, or actually by the time you listeners listen to this, if it comes up Friday or whenever, on the 18th of June, it is the 33rd anniversary of Depeche Mode 101, the concert, one of the biggest and best live concerts of all time. Wow. You know what's awesome? What's that? Editing. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Whether or not you're a fan, which I don't, I know you're not a Depeche Mode fan. I'm not a um, Depeche Mode anything. Like, I don't really give a shit either way or the other. Like, I don't hate <laughs> them, and I don't like, you know, they, they do nothing for me. The opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference. Uh, but they don't make me angry either. Like, you get all pissed off at, at uh, the Eagles. and oh, That's <laughs> so what I'm saying. The, the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. Then you're indifferent to Depeche Mode, and that's fine. Right. But for a large swath of Gen X, they were a very important band. I'd say maybe 20% if most. The cool kids. Sure. You keep telling so anyway, yourself. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a geek calendar. It is. So I, I put something back. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how you missed it, but I put something back. It was on there. I thought you had it on there. It must got deleted. But uh, they dropped, they, Star Trek has dropped the new Picard teaser. Is it a teaser? It was kind of a trailer, wasn't it? There was a teaser. No, they did a teaser previously. This was a yeah. full-on trailer. It was a trailer, right? And um, 
confirmed. It's not. I mean, I'm going to spoil it. I don't care. I mean, it's confirmed that Q is back. And uh, the actor who plays Q actually looks cooler now than he did back then. He yes. didn't look cool back then, but there's something something more rock and roll about him right now. I don't know what it is, the way they, you know, set him up in the show or whatever. There, there's going to have to be some kind of explanation why he appears aged. There's well, got to be. We saw like in Voyager. I don't know if you watched it, but there was actually a civil war amongst the Q continuum. Was there? Well, was here we know. go with another time story. Like, I'm going to get fed up with time stories. Is time travel the new zombies? It feels like it. I mean, it sounds like an endgame, like just kickstarted it all again. Right? A lot of time travel. Yeah. A lot of time travel. Tenet and whatever. <sighs> so well, we'll talk about Loki later. But it looks, yeah, it, yeah, right. It does look interesting, though. Um, you know, I'll watch it. There's, there's a certain amount of drama that looks better that, you know, it's again, it's it's because of um, Patrick Stewart. Right. Um, so. I'm going to be honest here. I was super hyped for the first season of Picard. And when all said and done, it was all right. It was all right. So. I have to admit, my uh, desire for the second season is a bit diminished. Yeah. I mean, it's Star Trek. I'm into it. I'll watch it. But at this point, I think the thing I'm most excited about is probably Strange New Worlds when that finally comes out. Yeah. I think I'm right there with, well, for sure for me. I mean, for sure. So, but hey, they keep going. But, item, but, but looking at the 20. preview, it's like uh, it's not going to make me pay for, for Paramount Plus. Like I oh, just no. don't see it and go, "I'm going to pay for it." Whereas, and now this is my own bias: is that like you know, throw me some Star Wars, I'm paying. All right, cool, sign me up. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, that's a bias for sure. I'm sure Star Trek fans are like you're an idiot. Want it? That's great right. to pay for it or whatever. And that's cool. Well, aren't you due to watch Empire of Dreams again? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I am. No, I, I'm right there with you. I, I pay for enough streaming services now that as much as I'm enjoying the Star Trek shows, I, I don't know. I've, I don't know. It'd be really hard to pay for them unless, I don't know. It's not strong enough to get me to pay for it. Like Disney Plus has all these Marvel shows coming out and all these Star Wars shows coming out. Yeah, you're so getting I'm not lot. going anywhere, right? Yeah, and they have, they'll throw a movie up there once in a while too. I mean, it's not like... Exactly. You're getting nothing for this. There's a, there's a lot of back catalog stuff. You can throw any Avengers movie in or any Marvel movie on you want. They're making a deal with Sony to put the Spider-Man movies up there. So, yep. But at least the Tom Holland ones. I don't think all of them, but um, the ones that are connected. Right. So, um, you know, hey, I mean, you can pretty tough to you know to to say it's not worth the seven ninety nine plus you get Hulu. Like, I mean. I mean, I'm trying to think of other like movie properties that Paramount has. Indiana Jones. Yeah, well, they well, released that. they released it, but it's a Lucasfilm, isn't it? But it's exactly. not on Disney Plus. It's not on Disney Plus, though. I wonder if they're still arguing over that. I'm sure. Who knows? Who knows? All that to say, I mean, like I said, Paramount Plus, whatever. I'm going to watch the show through, you know, means. I won't say how. But I will watch Picard when it comes out. Somehow. Somehow, some way. Like I said, Disney Plus is just stronger. I'll happily pay for that. You've got Marvel. You've got Star Wars. And talking about Star Wars, there's something that really piqued your interest this week, wasn't there? On Star Wars? Yeah. It's called yeah. a segue to the next news item. Yeah, I know. I was getting ready to tell uh, <laughs> You botched it. I was going to play it you, up. You, said, you, you were like, Star Wars? What are you talking about? <laughs> We're, we're, we're professionals, people. We're professionals. No, we're not. You know why? You know what the difference between a professional and amateur is, Michael? What's that? One gets paid. <laughs> but then we are definitely amateurs. Exactly. We don't get paid. So um, for those that want to see a really awesome interview with, with two of Star Wars greats, uh, if you go to uh, Variety Channel's YouTube page and you can find Actors on Actors, it's an interview they interview each other, and there's a lot of them up there. You can find like Chris Evans and Paul Rudd and those kind of things. Um, Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal interview each other, and they get into some really cool Star Wars talk. 
Um, and it's interesting because they talk about, uh, you know, you McGregor coming back being Obi-Wan and him saying like, you know, it's, it's, you know, using the, the new screen that uh, Pedro's like, isn't that thing great? And they're talking about it. He's like, yeah. And Ewan's like, it's so much better for me as an actor because, you know, he had a hard time. He, 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 he wasn't negative about the experience of, of shooting Star Wars, but you can tell that it was a very hard acting thing when you're, you're in a room with nobody, you're talking on a green screen and, you know, there's nothing to look at, literally nothing to look at. And, um, you know, even when he was, they were talking about Papa Yoda and he's like, man, how they do they such a great job watching Grogu. And he's talking to Pedro, but he goes, and Pedro's like, you know, Grogu's name, that it's not just baby Yoda. He goes, yeah. You know, they're just talking about the kind of geeking out over the star Wars, but, um, he was just saying, you know, a little bit of, um, uh, not giving something away from them, from what's happening in Obi-Wan, but he said, you know, things like it was strange to be t- walking next to a, a stormtrooper. He says, I've never been with, with a stormtrooper. I had some clone troopers because, but those were all CGI. There was no clone troopers that he actually walked with. You know? Oh yeah. So like, uh, you know, he, he just was amazed at how much better it is. And, and they get into a lot of stuff that they can and cannot talk about. They kind of joke about like, you know, uh, one of the bigger reveals was that Pedro Pascal said that, you know, they haven't begun filming at all yet, um, Mandalorian 3. He's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And humans like, oh, no, you're like you're busted, you know. And uh, <laughs> but I mean, they're two really, you know, obviously charismatic people um, that you could just right. watch. And especially you and McGregor, like, I don't think there's a better smile on the planet than Ian McGregor's smile. So um, he's like a kid. He's like a little kid. But he was promoting. uh um, his show on Netflix a movie. Uh, well, it's a six episode series of Halstead, uh, fashion designer. Oh yeah, that's what. That's where they're talking about it. They were talking to each other, but they got into wasn't a lot of Star he, Wars. It's good. Wasn't he also the bad guy in the uh, Birds of Prey movie? He was. You've yeah. seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you did not like it. I haven't seen it yet. So I, that's one of those things I need to go back and watch. It's fine. It's just, there's no depth at all to the movie. It's a playing card on its side. It's just, it's just nothing to it. No depth. No. Well, no, I think no, no. that leads into your geek this week. <laughs> it does. That's a great segue. So I'm continuing my, my journey through <laughs> the fast and furious universe. Uh, Michelle and I watched five and six. Um, that's pretty good, man. Since what? It's been a week. I watched pretty much in a week. We've watched up to six movies already. Yeah. Well, I think last week you hadn't even gotten up to. I finished three last week. Yeah, that's right. You hadn't watched four yet. Right. When we recorded last week. Right. So. Um, okay. They are better. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's a lot more money involved, clearly. And there's yes. a lot more talent involved. In terms of the actors and who they're bringing in, and you got the Rock, and you've got, you start to see these blah, blah. there, you know. So, I mean, I could call it now as I'm watching. I'm like, oh, that's Shaw, but that's not the Hobbs and Shaw Shaw. That must be his brother they talked about. And clearly, at the end of episode five, um, my hero died, Han Solo, um, and you find out it was Shaw. Yep, that that did it. Nice recut, by the way. Um, I, I don't like the time jump because that bothers me in terms of like if Tokyo drift happens after, like, after all that stuff, like their technology was whack. Like, like, like they're literally using flip phones and it's just not that when you get to the five and six, it's like, stop it. Um, let me tell you something about the fantastic form or fantastic four, the <laughs> wrong series. Sorry. Let me tell you something about the fast and furious movies. You have to, Take your suspension of disbelief and put it all the way up to the ceiling. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing happened. I mean, there's so much goofy shit. It's just human superheroes. That's that's all the show is. Well, and I think I told you, three is often noted to be abysmal. I still haven't seen three, so I can't say that personally. Oh, my God. I I've skipped straight to... How am I going to be the authority on all this before you? Oh, no. I've seen one, two... I've seen them all but three, okay? Three just didn't interest me because they brought in a whole new cast and blah, blah, blah. But four, I was like, all right, they're kind of back. But then I went back to the theater to see five. And five is really where it kind of all changes. Well, it turns into like... um, Heist movies. Well, not just heist movies because the second one's not a heist. The sixth is not a heist movie. 
it's a catch somebody movie, right? We got to get this guy who's trying right. to heist something, but they're not doing the heist. They're not Ocean's Eleven, like yeah. in five, right? Five is Ocean's Eleven's on Ocean Eleven on the freeway. That's what yes, five is. Hundred percent. So, um, but Han Han Solo's the best character, and it, it just uh, the guy's a good actor. Like he, it, it, he's always eating something. You know, and uh, for those that don't know, you know, it's Wonder Woman's preview if you want to watch something because Gal Gadot's in it. Um, and she's great. Uh, she is. Oh. She just doesn't appear anymore after. Well, there's re- well, you don't give everything. Well, <laughs> sorry. And then you have uh, the Mandalorian Zone, Gina Carano in Fast Six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know what? I saw her in a movie previous to that. Was it Havoc? I didn't see Havoc, so... She's in a movie called Havoc, where basically she plays a spy where she beats the fuck out of everyone. And they've right. got some really strong actors. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh. But you can tell it's her first film. Her acting is abysmal. Yeah, well, she's not, she didn't come from that, right? Which is fine. I mean, Schwarzenegger did, you know, Hercules in New York, right? And they dubbed him, though. Exactly. Um, you know. Your clothes, give them to me. <laughs> this guy's a couple cans short of a six-pack. Sorry, Bill Paxton. Oh, I miss Bill Paxton. But the, you, you do make a point. Yes, that's not the world she came from. Arnold got better as an actor. Did he? And he I got better at, He got better at playing whatever he needed to play. Correct. Well. I will give her these props, and I think I told you this when we watched it in season one. Her acting chops were far superior to what we saw in Havoc or in this sixth uh, Fast and Furious movie. She, I don't know if the studio sent her to an acting coach or she got one, but she got better. Right. Oh, yeah, six is the one uh, with the never-ending airstrip, right? Yeah. Yeah, like airstrip. Yeah, so like they, they they drove through a country with this airstrip, right? I'm like, someone actually went and did the math, like timed based on their speed to, you know, take off and blah blah blah. That like that airstrip was like 12 miles long or some shit. So once yeah. we get through, uh, once we get through the movies, we're going to start a uh, side podcast, Fast and the Furious side podcast. That's going to be the, the fast cast. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there is one out there, right? There's got to be. There's got to be like a whole Fast and Furious, like, because, you know, why not? Well, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> is there, it, Joe. Is there a Fast Con? Let's start that. Oh, God. Dude, with all the cars, you make a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of bald guys with sleeveless shirts. <laughs> hey. Speaking real heavy and deep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. There's got to be like Fast Cons. There's got to be. There's, I'm sure there is. I don't want to look though. <laughs> I think they just call that the state of New Jersey. Yeah, right. Apologies to any New Jersey listeners. Again, that's uh, Michael Diaz <laughs> and Twitter. Yeah. So uh, so far, I've insulted <laughs> women in New Jersey. Yep. Doing good this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Again, his thoughts do not uh, ref- reflect <laughs> those at Kybercast.com. All right, let's move into uh, our geek this week. For Michael. I haven't played it yet, but oh, Joe talked it up right. enough that uh, there was a sale this week on Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, the hard disk copy at Best Buy for $15. I just checked. It's up to 20 bucks now, so it's still a deal. Oh, but yeah. for $15, I couldn't say no. Um, and like I said, I haven't played it yet, and I probably won't for a while. Here's my thing. When it's nice out, I like to be outside. I yeah. love video games. Yep. But if it's, you know, I live in Michigan, so I've got summer and I got to take advantage of it. Right. I, so this is my geek this week now. It'll probably my be my geek this week if it rains anytime heavily on a weekend in the next few months. Other than right. that, you probably won't hear me mention this game until like October, November. I agree. Because it, it's an evolving game. You can't just like get in and get out. Like you get in and you're playing for two hours. Period. And that's fine. And I'm more than good with that. I right. just know I won't do that in the summer. Right. And you shouldn't. Because at the end of the day, the math of Michigan, you out of an entire year, you might get six good weekends. 
with great weather and that's what I'm talking about. That seems low, but it's probably right. It's not low. <laughs> if it's my well, it's not low for my criteria, which is above 70, you know, degrees, not pouring or raining really bad and not humidity at like 105 degrees with, you know, perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe maybe four weekends. Later. I'm talking about <laughs> California type weather. No, I hear <laughs> you saying. Other. I hear you saying. Yeah. So you funny enough, it. this weekend look, looks like it's going to be one of those. I know it was. We had a great week. Today's perfect out. Perfect day. So yeah, I look forward to playing it. I just uh, don't don't start asking me. Oh, what do you think? Because I'm probably I'm I'm going to play it, but probably not till fall. Cool. Well, coming from Star Wars, let's go right into uh, our two topics for today and that is we're going to pick up where we left off on the bad batch which was episode six and seven uh decommissioned and the second one is called battle scars michael i assumed you watched these i did i'm all caught up on the bad batch okay what did you think of uh the decommissioned one it was a really good one you know i think i said this not last week because we didn't touch it last week but two weeks ago uh the episode we watched which was episode rampage yeah what was that Rampage, where they save the Rancor. Yeah, it was fine. That that episode was kind of like treading water, I thought. Yeah. So, I I very much like this episode much more, and I also love that we got to see um, I don't, Rafa. Yes, Trace and Rafa. Because it connects it back I, again. There's that weird kind of thing where you have this massive. You know, there's a galaxy with literally trillions of people on it. And on one side, I'm like, why do the Skywalkers have to be in charge of everything? Why does everyone have to be a fucking Skywalker? You know, but then something like this, you know, you see Trace and Rafa show up and I'm like, hey, that's great. Even though what are the odds we're actually going to see them again? But I still loved it. Yeah. You know, that's right. Like you got to have like can't everything can't always be new 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 i mean you have to have stories and pull lines you know through lines and that kind of stuff yeah and what i liked about it was that you know obviously uh those two uh, trace and rafa were um when, when we first saw them on the clone wars with ahsoka right they because of the older sister they seemed to be a little bit more self-centered right so when I see him in, in this episode and they're also trying to get, you know, steal the droid, uh, what the command droid or whatever it called or. Well, yeah, they wanted the information from, cause they had information on how to fight clones. Yes. Um, my first thought was like, okay, they're breaking in to get it too. But then by the end of the episode and you find out in the next episode who they were speaking to, you realize, right. yeah, they were on a mission, but it wasn't so totally self-serving seems like they're kind of working for a nascent early rebellion going on. Right. Well, if you watch Rebels, um, right. you saw season one, right? I want to say yes. I think if I didn't completely see season so one. So there's a person in Rebels that, that's called Fulcrum who becomes like this person that helps, you know, is kind of tying some of the rebellion together. That the Fulcrum find out by the end of season one spoilers for those that haven't watched rebels. So it's Ahsoka, you, isn't it? yes. Okay. So, you know, and who's friends with Rafa and, and trace, what's her name? Trace. Yeah. Um, is it Fulcrum? Well, I mean, it's, it, it makes sense. Cause the only person, how did we meet trace and Rafa? Right. Through Ahsoka. Through Ahsoka. Right. So, I mean, who else? And they both know Rex. Yep. Right, so like, there's a you know, there's no other. I mean, who else would it be? Is what I'm saying. Right, because Rex and Ahsoka are you know peas and carrots. Right, so we don't know. I don't know if Ahsoka will be in this series, but it's clearly lining up to where where it ends up in Rebels. You know, in a way. So, um, can I just say though? Can I just give the uh, the Empire some credit? Um, The Empire did nothing. They're they're. Recycling skills are, bar- are are fantastic. Like they're his environmental is just great. Like they're decommissioning these robots or melting them down. They're probably turning them into starfighters and you know tie fighters. They're probably taking that metal. The, the the reuse by the empire, the the no waste, commendable, commendable. You know what? I'm gonna agree with you on that, and here's why. Uh, there have been people 
I, I think um, I think Filoni does something smart here. I know he's not the only one creating the show, right? But a lot of people have. There's been the argument over time when the prequels came out, like everything was so bright and flashy, and then the Empire comes along. It's all very industrial, right? Um, yeah, there's some flash to some of the designs, but really the Empire is it's very kind of Soviet and blah blah blah, you yeah. know, very utilitarian. Right. Modern, and, shall we say? Dare we say modern? Well, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I think it, this fits because a war, especially a galactic war, has to be super expensive. Mm-hmm. We've already seen the Empire cuts, cut costs by voiding their contract for more clones and now this massive recycling program. It makes sense that, you know, the Empire designs are a little bit safer or more cost efficient because they have to be they want bulk and they want it cheap because they're still recovering from you know the war that just came on i just think they don't want to waste money and they just want to make sure people are happy i don't don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it's quite that pollyanna hashtag empire did nothing wrong um (laughs) (laughs) uh good i mean yeah that that's a really good episode um so they get the chip. Now something happens in that episode where, you know, Wrecker hits his head and, you know, activates the thing in his head. We, we knew it was coming and that kind of leads to the next episode, which is battle scars. And, um, you know, probably one of the best ways to pay it off. This is actually halfway through the series season. I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know if it's a one series, one season series or not, but um, we're at the halfway point. They didn't wait till the end. Right to in some huge dramatic fight where he, you know, goes bad. Right, right. Wrecker. Um, but what they did do is they waited to the like the scariest moment where he's alone with, with um, Omega. Yeah. So, uh, really good episode. I thought it was one of the best ones of the season, in my opinion. Uh, nice, a small episode, but an important one. Um, you know, getting that medical bay and and. Now they learn they can they can remove the chip, and uh, you know, again, there's scrappers on the island over there too, taking things around. But um, now it may change how they think about uh, uh, what's his name, the one shot, not one shot. Um, crosshair, crosshair. Thinking <laughs> of all these guys from Marvel, Deadshot, and everything. <laughs> um, right. So maybe they'll they'll try to. Uh, you know, go back to save him or something. Get him. Maybe he will have redemption. It's going to be hard, though, because he's murdered a lot of people. But then again, if you can redeem Vader, I guess you can redeem anyone, right? Right. If you kill younglings and come out, all right. Right. <laughs> no, I think you make a good point in that um, they did draw it out. Like, the headaches, we knew what it was leading to. They've been right. hinting at it for, what, you know, seven episodes now? Cause Roughly. Because But... Now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. now that I look back on it, I'm glad they didn't extend it all the way to the end. No, right. I think they drew it out a bit, but they drew it out the proper amount, enough to give it the attention they needed. Yeah, now though, the second half, I want to see more side of the Empire. I want to see what they're doing and what, you know, what's going on after them. Because now, you know, the team is settled with what's her name, um... Oh my God, the 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 person that's running the Sid Sid, no, yeah, Carla, yeah, well, Carla, but it's Sid, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's Sid. I yeah. just had to mess with you. Yeah, um, you know they've got a home base, and you know it's funny that they you know eat all the popcorn or whatever the hell and cost them a lot of money. But now they've kind of got a home base. You know, they're going to go back there. Uh, you know, are they going to just kind of like A-team it for a while? Or are they going to be caught in between some kind of um, Empire thing? See, I feel like 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 Crosshair and the Empire has been gone a little too long now. Like something's got to happen in the next episode with them. I feel like, you know what I mean? Well, they'll be coming back. I don't, I don't know what the next episode, but something... A mission that the Bad Batch takes on is going to be in the crosshairs. Whoa. 
if you will, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, pun, pun, uh, of the Empire. And they're going to have to cross paths again. Yeah. But I think this is the series is getting better, like most of the Filoni stuff does as it goes. So looking forward to the next seven episodes. No, it's, it's building very nicely. And I'm not a Filoni virgin per se, because I've been watching, you know, the live action shows and I really enjoyed the final season of the Clone Wars. But, and I, I know you love Rebels and I probably should go back and watch that at some point. And I, like I said, season one, but I agree. I think this episode is a high point. I think it's, like I said, episode five was probably a low point. Right. Like you have said many times before, it might seem like a low point now, but it somehow might connect everything together later as the season goes on. So I, I think the season is really building in a good and strong way. Right. I think yeah. so too. So that leads us to what? Shall we Low jump key. right in? Let's do it. Cool. So this episode, Loki two, electric boogaloo. No, um, Loki two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, I dug this episode a lot. I really it, how it turned into like a um, began with like a like two cops. You know, and he's he's at his desk. Look, he's at the desk, and he's listening to Miss Minutes and the innocuous, like you know, swat the paper at him. And uh, Morbius comes in. Hey, is that my jet ski magazine? And he's like, "Let's go. We gotta go. We gotta run." And he's like, grabs his jacket. It was a total like you know, cop show kind of thing, and it turned into like some really good. Um. I thought it was just really good storytelling in this one. Like the conversations between him and more between Loki and Morbius are just great. Yes. They, well, it, you know, Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston have fantastic chemistry. Yeah. It's working good awesome. Question. But before we go too far down the road. Yeah. How much do you want to bet at this point now? That sometime in the last episode, we're going to see Morbius on a jet ski. Oh yeah. It's possible for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, to keep going down, like you said, their banter, their chemistry, fantastic. You you can't fake that. Right. Right. And I, 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 I'm wondering if Morbius is playing um Loki a little bit too, saying he can have an audience with with the timekeepers. Oh, hundred percent. Because he admits when he's uh I don't. I don't know if they're just friends or if there's some kind of romantic liaison going yeah, on. Yeah, the judge. What's her name? Judge. I don't. Yeah. But he admits right then and there, I've never met the timekeepers. Right. Right. So, so how can he? How is he get Loki an audience right. if he's never even seen them? Right. Um. So you know he he. Morbius is is working is is getting Loki to work with him to help him catch another Loki, as we found out from the last episode. Well, hold and on. it's it's Mobius, right? Mobius. Did I say Morbius? Mobius. Yeah. Who is Sorry. a living vampire? We'll see him later this year. Right. Same thing. I think Mobius is going to turn into Morbius by the end. Um, <laughs> so, what was really nice? The the, the 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 I guess my favorite part of the episode. And it's kind of halfway through. I guess it's kind of halfway through. But, but I guess before I get that, if we're going to run down a thing, we, um, there's a Renaissance fair in 1985 where they go <laughs> go to, and clearly the uh, Loki variant number, a Loki variant. We won't get into who yet because there is spoilers on this show. By the way, as you know, we probably should say it ahead of time. But you know what? I think people will get it that we <laughs> we talk about the shows when they come out. Um, and at this uh, Renaissance festival, which I thought was quite funny, because like um, the what are the Minutemen? Minutemen, right? Which is a great name. Oh yeah, uh, for the the, the stormtroopers of time, uh, go running through this Renaissance festival, and uh, you, it's funny because they make you think it's Renaissance, and then you just hear the, you hear the girl say, you know, some of us need this. Like then you know it's not a real Renaissance. Thing. Well, then also I think they flash it was. What Oshkosh, Wisconsin, or something? Yeah, like that, exactly. Yeah, eighty-five. But yeah. that fits in the whole theme. Loki's mischief, mischievous, right? And his right. whole thing, as far as we've seen, is about illusion. Right. So I love that it starts sending you like, "Oh, are they going back in time that far?" 
No, not that far. That far, right. Um, now, we find that, that Loki kidnaps one of the Minutemen in that scene. So we don't really... Yes. And, they, and that kind of thrusts the story forward. Um, so... You know the thing that I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to get to is you know I I can go through every beat of the show, but that's really not what you know. Just watch the show and you'll you'll see the rest of the thing. Um, What I liked was when Loki was uh, he's quite a hell of a detective that Loki, but when he's noticing when he's reading the um, one file right because he's trying to get all these files Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the file keeper lady, the librarian, or whatever. And I, I love how he tries to be all cool. He's like, we're working on a very high case here. At the <laughs> He's like, I wanted to see all the stuff. And he's like, no, everything's classified. classified. Well, what can I have? <laughs> Give him just his file, right? <laughs> or basically his file. And uh, But he comes across Ragnarok. And um, you see the loss in his eyes, but then it's like, nope, there's more to this. And that's when he figures out that like when it's something is like as bad as a doomsday uh, happens or that kind of thing. Like there's no variance can come out of that. So you can't really screw it up. And that's where he finds out that this Loki's hiding in these areas and they go and test the theory at Pompeii, which was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it shows you that Loki is very smart and you have to be that smart because when it comes down to it, Loki's a confidence man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the whole thing is, you know, whole thing with being a confidence man is making you feel confident in the fact that well, that you believe whatever the confidence man tells you and playing the part in the illusion of it all. It all fits in so well. It does. I, there was a line that he said too, because uh, the real illusion that there's no all bad person and no all good person. You know, nobody's all good and nobody's all bad. Yep. I feel that. Yeah. Which is what he said. Uh, I can't remember exactly script wise what he, how he said it, but that was a big, a big line. Well, it fits well too because, you know, in Avengers we know how many how many people did he kill in Germany, right? Right. And how many people died in the invasion in New York? And you think he's a bad guy; he's killing people. But by the end of Ragnarok, and then later, you know, the first opening scene of Infinity War, we're sad when he dies because he's redeemed himself in many ways. Right. So it fits because he started out, oh, we're so convinced he's evil. But, you know, even in Thor, uh, Thor of the Dark World, after his mother dies, and he puts up the illusion of him just sitting in the cell. Right. And then he drops it and you see that he's destroyed everything because he's so bereft that she's gone. Right. It's his fault. He humanizes him. So what he says there, it, it fits Yes, there are many things that are evil about him, and maybe we should not forget him, forgive him for. And though he's not human, he's he's seen as very human. You know, he's still there is still good in him. Right. That's so, what Padme said. Right. You know what was cool though? I like there was a, a conversation between him and and Mobius, Loki, and Mobius about you know the importance of of what the construct, right? And he's trying to get the construct out of Mobius. And Mobius is like, what's the difference? You're from Asgard. You're a god. Like, doesn't matter. None of this matters. It's just what it is. You know, there, It is what it is. Basically, there was no, you know, how did you come along? Who created you? Was basically what he asked Loki, right? He's like, Odin's son, some god. You know, like, you know, I'm Laufey's son. And, you know, he, the conversation was great. He's like, ah, it sounds absurd to me. <laughs> you know? Right. Which is yeah. all absurd. Everything's absurd. Right, so stop worrying about it, basically, is what they said. Basically, he's telling the audience, you know, don't worry about the real things that, like, all these multiverses and things that are coming down. I thought it was just a line of, like, just enjoy the ride, man. Just, like, don't overthink this shit. That's <laughs> basically what that meant when, when to me when, when he said that line. Well, you're right, because it does sound fantastical where Loki came from. It sounds fantastical where Mobius come, comes from. But when you think about it, life itself is very fantastical. I mean, you and I are talking right now because one sperm out of a million, (laughs) you know, literally a million infected one single egg. Right. And at a certain time, at a certain time, at a certain place. Exactly. The odds are not 
in our favor. And yet here we are right. talking about geek stuff on a podcast. Right. It all sounds fantastical. So right. I like where you're coming from. But yeah, just enjoy the ride. Yeah, exactly. So they they kind of find they they, they figured out the the Loki's way of hiding, right? And they they I, I can't remember how they actually figured out that that this variant, another variant, the other variant that they're chasing is going to be at a hurricane in 2050. But I, I don't. Do you remember how they actually? How did Loki decide that? Uh, I think he just decided because it was a good place to hide out because uh, it was in a store and there's a lot of resources, so he, he right. the Loki could keep going back there time and time again and not have to replenish. Right. You know, it was already a store. Everything that Loki needed was there. Was there. So they go there and. Uh, Lo and behold, they do find the variant, and 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 this other Loki can possess people by talking. It's not quite the same as Loki when he had the um, uh, tesseract stone and, and can tap people on the heart and and control their minds. This is like full on possession. Yes. Uh, so it's a different uh, thing. Oh, sorry. When I think about that power, I love when Loki was talking about. Well, no, that's when they talk about the powers that he has, and he's like, "Well, that's not illusion. That's." Uh, Multiplicating myself, he's like totally telling everybody yeah. all his powers, and he's like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> but, so this variant Loki, I mean, yes, obviously the star of the show is a variant Loki as well, but the evil variant Loki, right, has this, like you said, this possession power. Does it have to be touch, or can well, it be she, oh, uh, Loki? Uh, that person always um, touches somebody and then gets it. Yes. The last version we saw was Randy. But yeah, did Randy he, just disappear around the corner and touch someone else? That's what I assume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there has to be physical touch for this Loki to possess someone. It seems that way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Loki happens to run into that variant has an interesting conversation. And um, as, as the Loki transfers themselves into a couple other people, including one of them, which was a um, Minuteman, which was that, what's her name? The uh, B-15? No. I think that's who. I, I did not yeah. read around her. Hunter B-15. B- I'm, I'm reading Wiki. Yep. Um, and then, the, you know, Loki's, our, our Loki says, you know, I'm not their plaything i'm i'm actually going to take over the i'm going to take control of the tva that's that's his, his end game or at least he tells us other variant the other variants like I, no i don't even care um but there's a reveal mike i'll let you talked about the reveal of who this loki is well we got kind of like a foreshadowing of this a little bit right before they went to alabama in 2050 as they showed up on the screen other versions and variants of loki Right. Which I have to laugh. Did you notice that one of the versions was basically, uh, uh, shoot, what was this? Uh, Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. No. Go back and watch. There's one of them that's clearly wearing a yellow cycling jersey and has just won something, is holding a trophy up. And I'm like, that is such a dig at Lance Armstrong right there. It has to be. I wanna, I'm trying to see if I can find an image of it. Someone's got to put it up there. But anyway, so we get some foreshadowing that, yes, there are variants of Loki. Some look like the Loki we know and love. Like this current variant, that's the protagonist of this show, looks like the Loki that died at the hands of Thanos. The big reveal on this one is that, should have seen it coming, female Loki. Well, if you listen to a couple podcasts ago, I did say that was happening. Well, we did talk. There was a uh, a hint of this when uh, you got to watch because like they did with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the documents they show in the end credits mm-hmm. usually have clues. Right. And during, I want to say the end of the last episode of Loki, in fact, it was there. I, I, I don't remember exactly what the timestamp was, but they're showing these different documents and one of them is his processing form and it says gender fluid. Right. Because if you can look like whatever you want, you're not always going to be a white dude with black hair. Right. Sometimes you're going to be a woman with blonde hair. 
like we saw it happen in this episode. Now, do we think that's really Lady Loki or? Yes. Do you think that is? Yeah, there's nobody else that could be? Well, okay. Initially, I thought 100% that's Loki. But I think I mentioned this before. Um, after every episode's done, I immediately go and watch the Screen Crush uh, Breakdown. episode, which is on YouTube. It's a guy, uh, Ryan Airy, who uh, his, his channel's called Screen Crush, and he is he must be a super geek because he seems to know everything. <laughs> Either that or he's secretly a millionaire and has a huge staff that watches the episodes at 5 a.m. and you know, within a few hours have fed him all the information he needs to know. But he did make a point that she does look very similar in many regards to another character, a bad guy of from, you know, Thor, known as the uh, Enchantress. Mm-hmm. So could it be her? Possibly. So Because Lady Loki is a character. She is. I mean, we've seen Lady Loki. We've seen Teen Loki. Right. So seeing different versions of Loki is not unusual. So my my reaction after I saw the episode was, yes, 100% she's Loki. But then after watching that episode of the Screen Crush, literally minutes later, I was like, eh, you know, it's Marvel. They could be doing anything. It, it could be the Enchantress. Right. All right so I found that picture of... Uh... The Loki variants. That's funny. It's not quite Lance Armstrong, but you know, it is. It does kind of look like that. He's got. It is very much got the yellow shirt and black. Yeah, we don't know if it's a biking thing, but he's got a cup in his hand. Maybe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty tight. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a good assumption. But then you got like uh, some bulky, huge Hulk-looking one, and you've got like an older one. That's interesting. But they're all men, though. Well, that's the thing. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do a foreshadowing, show us all these older variants, but. Don't give your hand away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not quite sure it's Lady Loki, like the character Lady Loki, which I had to do some reading up on for the comics. Gotcha, yep. Because it's a different character. I mean, it's Loki, but it's not. It's like Loki possessed uh, Lady Sifts. So, um, but possession, we saw possession. Right. So, So we don't know if that Loki is a female or if it's Loki that looks like, you know, Tom Hiddleston just possessing somebody that wants to stay that look and feel. Who knows? Well, you know, with any show that we've seen with the Marvel, they like to throw in twists and turns. Yeah. But just because the fact that this is the Loki show, a god of mischievous, mischief, there's twist after twist after twist. So it could end up the final episode that, yes, the Loki that you've really been after is also Tom Hiddleston and he possessed right. this woman. Right. We don't know. Or it could be the Enchantress. Right. Or it could be Lady Loki. Right. <laughs> we don't which know. Is, which is a possession anyways. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. You know, Loki seems, you know, the variant Loki, the good variant Loki as far as we can tell. It seems like, you know, when he's sitting at his desk and he, you know, joins in, uh, you know, the investigation. Yeah, he seems like he might have turned over a new leaf and might be good. But then he comes up and says, no, his master plan the whole time is to uh, take on the time. Uh, they're not the Time Lords. TVA. The, time, the what? Variant. The TVA. No, no, the TVA. But what, what does he call it? They're not the Time Lords. They're the Time Masters? Time. I forget. Time Lords is uh, Doctor Who. It is. Regardless, he wants to take over the TVA. Right. And then I'm like, is that really his goal? Does he really? I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, this is the Loki right after Avengers who wanted power. So maybe now he's just shifted. And yeah, what more power is there than control over the sacred timeline? Right. Or does this Loki actually still have potential to redeem himself like the Loki that died at the hands of Thanos? Right. That's that's one of the reasons why I love this show, because we're not going to know because... Loki can also change his mind and change sides on a whim. Right. We don't know where he's going to end up on this show and whether or not he's going to be the hero or the villain. Both. That keeps it interesting. I think he's going to be both. So, question to you, Joe. I know we asked this question during WandaVision, and we were so convinced 
that WandaVision was going to give us the multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse is, yeah, we are getting the multiverse right now. We are, but when this series ends, is there going to be a multiverse? What do you think? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, okay. Because Doctor Strange has got to put it together. Technically, Doctor Strange is the first multiverse episode anyways. Because they show you multiple dimensions and things like that, so. Right, but we were so convinced yeah. that Wanda was going to give us the multiverse. It right. didn't, and we see why. And so my gut feeling is, oh, man, they're playing with timelines. And they literally said in the first episode, if you let a bud or you know, a branch go off for too long, boop, it's going to become, it's going to be, create a multiverse. Well, they told you again in this episode because they were testing, yes. you know, Loki had to take it with Miss Minutes. Right. So my question, though, is I didn't quite. So this Lady Loki, how did she break it off? Like just by she stole reset charges or she set them off? Lots, lots of reset charges. She stole them. She didn't destroy them. No, no, no. She stole them and had them all go off at once. Uh, yeah. Or not go off at once. Drop off. I think. I don't know for certain. But. From my understanding, she's been killing, you know, different groups of these uh, Minutemen, stealing their, uh, basically their time grenades. Right. And then it looks like she used their machine to open up all these portals to different times in history to drop them on the sacred timeline, which caused all the diversions. Right. Okay. That's what I think happened. Where did she, what, what, where, at what time did she drop it on the sacred line? Was it the 1980, was it the... Well, that's the thing. She was had it? so many. If you notice, each one had its own little door open. Right. I think she dropped them all along the sacred timeline in multiple spots. And just blew I mean, them up. She had dozens of them. And right. then once we saw the branching, you saw, boom, branching like crazy. I think there were multiple spots. So I don't think it was any single one time. I think she did it in many times to create as much chaos right. as she could. And that's where we left. And then when you want Loki to do the right thing and, and not run, he goes through the portal at the end. So now is you've he, got. Is he escaping or is he chasing her? Don't know. Right. We'll find out. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I guess what I want to say is I, I behoove anyone to be able to right now, today, like write down exactly how this show is going to end and see if they're right. This is kind of like. Uh, well, I have no idea how it's going to end. Zero. That's the thing. That's why I love it. It's so amorphous. Right. And there's so many things that can happen. I I don't think anyone today could write down, like write down on a piece of paper, put an envelope, seal it and say, this is how the show is going to end. And when the show is in, you open up and go, oh my God, you were right. I, I don't know from one minute to the next how the show is. I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, let alone how the show is going to end. I have no idea. And I love it. Do you know what I want to give props to Marvel for? Um, It is the idea that like, if you watch the last two shows, like they're not nearly as expensive to produce, right? Because there's sets, a lot of talking, but it doesn't feel cheap. No. Right? Like, but it's, it's much less expensive than even Falcon and the Winter Soldier at this point. Because, you know, there's no, it's basically a couple of set designs and a couple of, it's just lit well and colored and, but it's it, they're they're what I, I guess what I'm saying is they're pulling off a really good television show without making it look like a Battlestar Galactica versus Star Wars in the way they approach it, right? You know they're being smart. Well, they do have the added benefit that they only have to pop into a time for a little bit, so yeah, right. They can do that on stages, right? So why not save that money? But they're saving the money and they're passing on the savings to you. Yeah. <laughs> I get my check tomorrow. <laughs> That's funny. No, you're right. I mean, yeah, we see some stuff going on in the distance, you know, in the TVA. There's a lot going on. It looks it looks expansive, but it's really, through the magic of technology, it's actually a pretty small show as far as sets and whatnot. Well, exactly. It seem expansive. Right. Agreed. 
So my point is, you know, I'm digging the show. 100%. As, as much as I like the first episode, I like the second episode that much more because it's just, I have no idea where we're going and I love the ride. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's a good spot to, I think, to clean this up and, and leave it at that. It's going to be, I, I'm looking forward again to number three, which comes out next Wednesday. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So there we go. Michael, how can they talk to us about Loki and anything else that we've talked about today? Well, if you want to comment, well, first off, we, we do have our webpage. I don't know if we mention that very often. We don't. We, do we should. These. Yeah, we do post these on our webpage, too. You can comment there. Yep. But where we're most active, on Twitter or Instagram, you can find us at KyberCast. We're also on Facebook. We're very active there as well. We have both a page and a group. You can find us at the KyberCast on both of those mediums. Awesome. And uh, if it's your first time listening to the episode or to the KyberCast, rather, thank you for doing that. Thanks for joining us. If you've listened to us before, you know, tell a friend. That really helps the episode. That really helps our podcast out and the episode gets more listens, I suppose. Um, tell your friends. Leave a comment if you can in any of uh, the podcatchers of your choice. We're all over the place. And uh, so I'm not going to leave them this time. But uh, if you best way to find out if we have a new episode is to subscribe so we you know if you want to you know hit that subscribe button that would be awesome for us uh, again uh, the difference between amateurs and professionals is one gets paid and we are amateurs so we're not looking to get paid we're not looking for money uh, unless you want to give it to us but we're not we're not getting any but uh if you can help uh, by just helping other people listen to us that's really all we ask of our friends and listeners and um, that'll do it for this week of the KyberCast. Until we talk again, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.